And we're live. Dynamic menus. That's right. There's one. Then there's two. Guess what? We have a third. And it's me, bitch. Uh, that's how <laughs> you get in there. Yeah, yeah. Coming in hot. Like you've been here the whole three seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Venus. Um, I'm a Pisces and a super genius. Yeah. Yeah. Go, all those things go, are true. Boom. In the face, man. In the face. This is all going to be on the Dynamic Menace Wikipedia page afterwards. You want to go back and double check. It's on the internet, so it has to be true. Yes. She's going to be also known as Dynamic Menace uh, Shadow. She's been there the whole time. Yeah. She's going to give her a microphone. Every episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like right, making faces in the background, <laughs> like holding a gun to you guys' heads. Mm-hmm. Say it. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> Is this the first podcast you've ever been on? No, I actually have a podcast of my own about astrology with one of my friends who's an astrologer. Um, so. Yeah, Planet Dirtbag. So we do that. Planet Dirtbag. My friend who I host it with, we took a break because um, he wrote a book called Dirtbag Astrology. Um, and yeah, we like interview astrologers and we talk about like current events and astrology. So, yeah. So, so. Mm-hmm. And the dirt bag. You heard it here. Hell yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about today? Um, death. <laughs> We're talking about death. We're talking about, I don't know, like the occult, I guess, a little bit. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, experiences. Like most of our shows, we may have an idea and then they go off on tangents like a Family Guy episode. Yeah. But mm-hmm. we always have that general the line to follow but yeah we'll take this wherever it needs to go funny some broad it's a, it's a broad topic I yeah know. i mean everybody does die so. yeah <laughs> yeah not me personally <laughs> not really my vibe um did you say you're gonna uh do a reading for us also do you want me to do that on the podcast whatever are, are you guys yeah. do you want your shit out there like that I mean, is it, is it I'm personal? i've never really had a reading for it <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, if you want to, I definitely How can. How do you go about doing it? So, it's like a question and answer kind of thing. So, I typically tell people not to ask like a yes or no thing. It's something that you would want more information about. Um, like, you could ask like, what do I need to hear right now? Or you could ask about like a very specific situation and mm-hmm. ask for more information. Mm-hmm. And then usually when somebody asks me the question, we can find a way to like work it better, if that makes sense. If you want to do that, we can, because I have my cards. Ooh, yeah. Do you have well, questions? Well, we'll get into some Hindu stuff for her, get a little more, learn more about her, then, uh, yeah, maybe we'll do that. Right I mean, whatever. Whatever's clever. Yeah. yeah, I have no knowledge. Of, I don't think I've ever been read before. So really? I cool. didn't know what was going on. we got two virgins here. Yeah. <laughs> <Slide>. <laughs> does, that, does that make it even better? <laughs> I do yeah. a lot of reading. Lot of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm going to sacrifice you guys. <laughs> But I usually do a lot of readings for people who haven't gotten readings before. Like, I, like, read for people at the club sometimes yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah. What made you get into that? Good question. I was always, like, kept really away from anything, like, even vaguely witchy and whatever. Like, I wasn't allowed to read, like, Harry Potter as a kid. Like, my parents were, like, so against it. Which is funny because, like, I don't know, like, Jesus dies and gets resurrected. And every week you go drink his symbolic blood. But, you know, that's none of my business. Um, (laughs) But um, as a teenager, I think around, like, 15 or so I started getting more into astrology I started reading a lot of books about it um, and like talking to people about it and like slowly learning more and more and then it, it kind of just happened I think in like 
I want to say like 2019 or so, I started reading tarot because I was gifted this deck and I'd been wanting to. And I was like, oh, I really like this. This is an interesting, like, introspective tool. Um, so I started doing that, I'd say like four years ago or so. And I've been doing astrology for the past like seven or eight. So, yeah. yeah. It interests me too. Like, I'm, I think we've talked about it a little bit here mm-hmm. and there at work. And uh, definitely have had people in my orbit that are interested in it and like mm-hmm. absorb information here and there. But I've never like been read like that. So I'm excited. Yeah, definitely outside of it, like the one on one version of, if you know, the, the umbrella of what a show is, is very intriguing to most people. Um, I think. Like anybody else, their their normal horoscope and some of the vague characteristics of you know your you know wherever your sign is. Those are always pretty cool people. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any other? Do you want to like for people who are very ignorant to the overall astrology, like, some levels of, of what you like know about it, like how you apply it, what's it about? Yeah, so I do astrology in a couple different ways it depends on the context like so there's a bunch of different branches i'm mostly practice i would say modern with like a mix of traditional astrology so modern astrology includes all the planets so um but then traditional astrology doesn't include like uranus neptune and pluto in most of the readings those are considered like outer planets but so So I do um, a lot of like natal astrology, which is what most people are familiar with, like their sun sign. Um, But I do like people's entire birth charts. And so typically, because it can be kind of an avoid, like I like to go into the specific question. Like people are like, hmm, what should I know about my friendships, for example? And I would look at the 11th house in their chart and the planet that rules that and any like relationships that it has to other things in their chart and the degrees that it's at. I can do horary astrology, which is like divination through astrology, like question and answer. Um, And there's like a whole process for that. I can do synastry astrology, which is like figuring out people's relationships to each other and how certain energies might work. Composite astrology, which is... And there's a bunch of different types that I can do. Mostly, I like to use astrology on myself um, and just, like, look at what's going on in my life. But I try not to keep, like, too up-to-date with, like, oh, the moon's going into this sign at this time and, like, mm. this is going to happen because it gets a little too scary. I'm like, yeah. it's not my business. <laughs> like, I don't need <laughs> to want everything to flow. Yeah, yeah it's just going to happen. Organically, like, yeah. Yeah, and now, you should be afraid. with some of the readings you give people, do you have suggestions on how much they read into it or how much like they should follow it like what's what's the the suggested way of like taking in that info like what do you do with it so because so i like to always tell people that no sign is inherently bad or good like there's no real moral weighing to it it's like it's a free will thing so it's what you choose to do with it and how you choose to act on it and use that information so i like to do it in a way that's more empowering instead of being like oh my god you're a Scorpio you're obsessive and you don't tell everybody all your feelings and all this stuff like so what you don't even know me (laughs) (laughs) but like if somebody came to me with a specific question I'd be like okay well let's think about how we can work this like tangibly like what can you actually do in your life Mm. to have this information help you instead of being like oh my god true love is coming into your life like anybody that's bullshit. Uh, not that fortune cookie shit. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> 
Because also, like, I don't know, being from the East Coast, like, I'm just, I'm going to be straight the fuck up with people. Like, especially when they, like, when people come to me for, like, relationship readings, sometimes I feel kind of awkward, like, if I'm doing a tarot reading and it's, like, giving me all these cards that are like, hey, maybe this guy is, like, maybe he ain't shit. And I'm like, I don't, like, I have, I'm going to tell you, but I'm going to tell you honestly. So I'm going to tell you what you already know. <laughs> Literally. Sucks, yeah. yeah, I'm like, it's probably not going to tell you something you don't know. Like, yeah. On some level. <laughs> That's funny. I'm going green. Uh, we're dating this. This is the day after the holiday party, mm-hmm. and you guys both went. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to hear about your guys' experience, um, because I didn't go. I was <laughs> home like a fucking dork on prom night, uh, trying to get ready for my day. I was hoping that you were gonna come through like Christine, have these big old headlights come in and just drive through the whole venue. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Did you have a good time, Venus? I did have a good time. I always like to dress up, um, and when other people are dressed up, that's really She looked fun. dope, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I was rocking a suit, feeling very masked. Um, and, yeah, I showed up, and the line for alcohol was so long. So I was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make this wait worth my time. So I got a double shot of tequila, obviously, yep. as one Duh. does. Yeah. Um, just got to start strong. And, um, and then those two shots got to me immediately and I was like okay 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 we're in this and um and the next thing I know I'm just being really social just talking to everybody which was really nice um and then at the end of the night I went out to like a goth bar with some of our co-workers um which is cool I felt like I got abducted by vampires um that's cool so that was oh, sick well, yeah. you, you found a way out so yeah, that's cool so you're here I lived. um <laughs> but yeah it was super fun um it was cool to like be at the goth bar and dancing and like we stopped at my house before and i was like i feel like i should change and i'm glad i did because everybody was wearing black and i was like oh thank god <laughs> i don't want to be wearing yeah, a pink all suit pink right would have been yeah, yeah. We're like <laughs> Oh, kind of like, they're like this bitch. <laughs> She's asking for it. Oh, She's never even heard of Deftones. <laughs> That's what's how, up. How was your experience at the party? Uh, it was good. I like overall, it was an awesome time. I um, it's uh, it's one of those things that's funny. So one, I was excited just to kind of go because I was with like uh, um, this girl, Jasmine. What up? Uh, good home girl. She's just great company, man. She's just fun. I feel like just again. An organic time with her. It's just everything's just naturally fun, easy going, no pressure. So I like that. Um, that's not even an effort. Like we usually sometimes you go with someone, you're like, all right, is everybody okay? That's why sometimes I hate big groups because you're like, make sure everybody's good, who's, yeah. who's happy, who's not. Do I got to do a bullshit? I didn't have to deal with any of that bullshit. So it was great. So that was ease. Uh, what I do realize more and more ironically, even though I know everybody there, it was a holiday party. It's just sometimes I don't know if it's a mix of anxiety or annoyance. Like it's too many people I'm like uh, yeah. I don't want to be in here right now and I was like I want to introduce you I want you to say hi to people I want to say hi but I'm like I kind of just stay outside and just randomly walk around the water and I was like so I had this mixed emotion of like wanting to say hi to people and it's like a, it really is I, I being a, a manager from back in the day I think these are great opportunities for morale bring people together we work together and know each other and it really is a very positive um Bonding, building relationship for coworkers, and moving forward, like honestly, nights like last night could be something that makes the place even better, just because the morale and the you know just what you get out of it. And um, but yeah, at the same time, like last night I was like, Ugh, 
I don't want to be. I just want to. I, I say my day. I was like, get in the line. I go, yeah. Oh, you want to have three things? All right. I guess I'll drink Hennessy tonight. So I had two double Hennies and Sprites. I'm like, all right, we'll get these going. And so say my day. I was like, taking these to the face. And I'm like, all right, well, one, it was still packed and there was nowhere to sit. So I'm like, cool. Where can I find the biggest corner? Yeah. Sit over there. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, right into the door. Cool. I can always hide, go in and out. But uh, no, overall, it was fun. Um, do you think any of your, your introvertedness or your shying away from wanting to be social is like you're envisioning me on your shoulder just whispering in your ear like I know I felt like you know how like all these people <laughs> you were there and going in spirit <laughs> you were like, channeling you're like kill them all lock the doors now they can't leave make a face right now, now. Um, <laughs> no honestly part of it was just like all right, I made, I said my highs when to go, and I was like, I want to go. But yeah. then once I'm there, too, I want to hurt have fun. So it was whatever. Um, I definitely really wasn't trying to go back to the place after. But again, yeah. what it is, it is what it is. It's a night. You just do it. Um, but yeah, no, overall, I had, I had fun. I don't know trash like it was, it was me. It was just me being a weirdo. Yeah. Um, especially when I drink. I'm like, all right. Well, just let the alcohol tell me where to go. That's what I was going to ask. And I was you. looking for drunk Rob. That dude did yeah. not show up. Man. Was it drunk Rob? Because I, no, I knew man. you had you had been drinking a little. Well, bit. first of all, he he's are you really, aware? Are you aware of Venus of drunk Rob? And he doesn't remember I drunk Rob I, the next. I don't day. think I've ever met him. He sounds awesome. I yeah. hear a lot about this guy. He's pretty cool. It's a real thing. And like, he um he shows up once in a while. Like it was weird because I I remember the whole night. I kept my clothes on, so that's not fun. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't think I've met you. When you were super drunk. No, you'd know. Yeah, okay, you'd, yeah. you'd know. You'd know. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't even be a negative. Though. It's just it's, it's entertaining if anything. I thought it was drunk, Rob, because you're on the back patio, and that one fat dude that's always there was like sitting like two two seats away from you, and we started like the one that looks like. Like washed up Billy Cyrus. Yes, yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I'm gonna fucking. He say always that. wears a Hawaiian shirt. We were making fun of him. Yeah. yeah, he was like two seats away, and we were like loudly, loudly making fun of him. Making fun of him. He, <laughs> like, yeah. like a he knows he's the thing. From the 80s. It doesn't make me like. I don't consider it fake. Yeah. He already knows how I feel about yeah, him. Yeah, he already knows my how I loathe him. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, for you to think that you, even, I don't even know how he ended up at that party, but whatever. Um, uh, yeah, so me loudly letting him know how much he sucks and yeah. how many. <laughs> we I think we were trying to figure out how many Hawaiian shirts that guy owns. Yeah, I said if the over under is at fifty, I think he has under fifty at the house, but he has way more in storage. Yeah, I actually saw that guy one time while I was out at a bar, and I'm like in the real world, like I'm going by my Fuck real name. Which I'm like Jesus Christ, no, it wasn't an accident. He planned that shit. I guarantee. Oh my God, he's following me. Christ. But I saw him playing pool and everybody else there is like 20 somethings and I was like oh, yeah, I thought course. maybe you know he'd be different or maybe sometimes he's sober but I was like no same, same weirdo dude, same, same, same right, Hawaiian Ray. shirt <laughs> <laughs> you think oh. he has one for every day of the year? every day of the year more than that, because then there are special occasions. There's Ooh. like his formal Hawaiian yeah, shirts. Oh, let me change my. I think, he, <laughs> yeah. I think he buys himself like a holiday. Yeah. Ugh. I think the real question is, does he ever buy one? He's like, you know what? This is enough. I have <laughs> no. enough. Never. Yeah. No. <laughs> that day is. You think he has like a bunch where he feels like he's waiting for someone to pass him on to? No. He's looking for like some <laughs> another weirdo at the bar that he's like, this is gonna be my guy. This is all my knowledge and my powers. <laughs> it's like pass it over a black book. Yeah. Exactly. 
just gonna write it in as well. Let's it's funny because like someone. I think this week too, I've been asking. I asked uh, one of the servers because what happens? Well, I see them during the day now because I work day shifts, and what happens is uh, there's a there's one old guy who comes in. His name is Doctor T, and he spends a lot of money. He just hands mm. girls money and stuff, and he sits in the back on the back patio, and all the girls sit back there with him. And he hands them all money, and uh, if that guy's not there, then Fat Billy Ray just sits at the bar, right? But if that guy's back on the patio, then he, like, meanders his way back there because that's where all the girls are. Yeah. And you just see him, like, little by little edging him way, his way from, like, the couches so down to, like, like, his little like area. Dr. T pees on the patio. Yeah. As long as Dr. T's not there, he's like, yeah. all right, I guess I can kind of yeah. this guy. Are, yeah. are you done eating? Can I kind of sniff the food a little bit too? That's how it yeah. works. And uh, I asked one of the servers, I was like, is it the way I'm perceiving it? Like, is he just always trying to, like, insert himself in, like, conversations around the bar or, like, just insert himself in interactions with all the girls? And she's like, yes, that guy's the fucking worst. Mm-hmm. So Maybe he just wants validation from the other guy. Maybe. You know, he comes to the strip club for the male validation. <laughs> yeah. A lot of guys do, like, I swear. Like, I they're mean, buying dishes for their find, friends. Where you can find all the guys. I mean, that's what they exactly. are. Exactly. I mean, and they're already so. horny, so it's, yeah. like, it's fine. Do you like yeah. chicks? I like chicks. Cool. Oh, cool. Sweet. <laughs> See that boob over there? <laughs> cool. Sir, did you just call this boob? <laughs> no, like, no, it doesn't feel like a bag of sand. <laughs> like, guys going to the strip club together? I don't know. Like, nothing wrong with it, but it's a little gay. Like, you're going and you're getting turned on with your friends and you can act so, like it's still totally What straight. I will say is, like, this is also a generational thing because me, Drew, and Dre, like, so we grew up growing up different. Like you guys, as guys in general, when you go out, you're able to go out and still go and spread, do yeah. your own thing. Guys nowadays, honestly, they'd rather just be all about each other. Like yeah. I've seen more guys dance with themselves, yeah, than they are with like hot guys. I'm like, they're just so weird. They're very, and in no way am I homophobic, but they're super gay about how they want to just be all about each other. They want each other's energy, even though no matter what's around them, they can be attracted to. They'd rather dance with their friends, do some cool little TikTok dance to each other, laugh, high five. I'm like, are you ignoring that hawker on stage that yeah. you came and paid a cover to watch? But you dap it up your boy, talking about how cool your dance is, and like, it's this weird shit like that. Which, yes, yeah. the old school way of saying gay, fucking gay. <laughs> Me and Darrell used to talk about it. Where we sit there, be like, look at these motherfuckers. They, these men are not the same men we yeah. grew up with. Yeah. I, could I go saw and a dude split. playing Clash of Clans on the tip rail. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. yeah. Dude, I don't get it. Like that. That's your cue. Go home. Yeah. Nobody's forcing you to so, be here. It's cheaper to be home. Yeah. I don't know, man. So that part, when I see the guys being weird. and it's yeah. To me, it's weird because there's nothing wrong with it. Just admit it, you know? Like, yeah. give him a kiss. Like, you good. want to. <laughs> it's your bro. Hold his hands. It's your bro, yeah. <laughs> You know, you could take him on a nicer date. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to judge you for not going all the way through now. Now yeah. you're just being a pussy. Yeah, literally. No follow through. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like, at least be bold about it. Yeah. yeah. If that's the place to do it, you're like, here's my chance, here's my chance, yeah. here's my chance. Grab his ass. <laughs> Boom. And then you can just play it off if it doesn't go uh, well. My bad. I was starting to oh, pat you on the ass. I yeah, that was a girl. <laughs> <laughs> From behind, you looked exactly the same as that other girl. <laughs> We do really deal with a lot of a lot of weird interactions, and it's like living near the airport. I don't even hear it or see it anymore. Like it's just normal, you know. I don't like that. Uh, I need to probably cut down on how much I'm there. You got to figure that we're so jaded to so many things in life that the yeah. shock value is. You got to be pretty amazing for us to get shocked out yeah. in the real world. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about death today. 
Um, first off, uh, do you believe in the afterlife? I think we talked about it a little bit, but mm. you were asking me questions, but I never got to like return fire. Yeah. Um, I don't believe in like heaven and hell. It just seems kind of like they're like scare tactics and yeah. like rewards. Seems like something you just tell a little kid. Yeah. Um, but I do think that energy sticks around. I think that because we're all energetic beings, yeah. that that exists in some way. And because of the weird experiences that I've had surrounding this kind of stuff, it just leaves me more confused. So I don't really know. Weird experiences <laughs> like what? Like, um, okay. So Have you made out with a ghost? Uh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. But you're open to new experiences. I'm not saying, I'm not saying no. Uh, depends on the ghost. I don't know. Like, how fully formed are they? You know? um, maybe they're just not my type, but yeah. um, <laughs> I don't, I'm not into the like Casper types. Um, but <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, for example, one time, um, a couple years ago, I was with my roommate at the time. And we're just having a conversation, and it'll happen when I'm having like you know very like open conversations with people sometimes. And I saw like over her right shoulder, and I never thought something like this would happen to me. But then ever since then, it just like has kind of continued. But over her right shoulder, I could see this like old man, not in a creepy way. That like oh my god, there's an old man here. <laughs> like oh god, <laughs> not the best. <laughs> But the old man walking around like die already. Ew. <laughs> Get out of here, freak. Um, <laughs> old. Um, Just finish your unfinished business and fucking yeah, fuck fucking off teaser. already. Um, yeah. Don't you have like social security to collect? Or something? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but anyway, so oh, sorry to her grandfather. <laughs> but no. Um, and I. Okay, so he's, like, standing over her right shoulder and, like, has his, like, hand on her shoulder. And I see he's got this, like, he's bald except for, like, a patch of, like, white hair and a ring. And he's got, like, a white shirt tucked in under, like, a beer belly. And he's got, like, black suspenders. And they smelled like the aftershave. Hmm. And I was describing this to her. And I was, like, he has his hand in his pocket. Like, he's, like, reaching for something. And, like, it looks like a, like, little candy wrapper. And she showed me a picture, and it was her grandfather who had passed away, like, two years prior. And she'd never told me about him or never showed me a picture of him. And it looked exactly like him. It was so fucking weird. You saw him pretty vividly? Or really vividly. Wow. Like, I could, like, yeah. see his whole outfit. It was weird as fuck. And I tried to explain it away to myself. Like, oh, I had smoked a blunt, like, 30 minutes earlier. But I'd taken, like, three hits. And weed doesn't make you see things. No. So. It doesn't and, give you the gift. Yeah at the, time, <laughs> yeah. at the time, I was smoking, like, three blunts a day. So I really didn't do, <laughs> did not do that much. It was just, it was just a normal Tuesday. What do I, and I was trying so hard to explain it away to myself. I was like, maybe she told me and I didn't know. That I was like, no, because she would tell me that. Like, Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was super weird. And then ever since then, I've had more experiences like that. And I was like... Am I schizophrenic? And I was like, unfortunately, no. It would kind of be almost like <laughs> comforting. It'd be way kind of cool. <laughs> It'd be kind of comforting because then it's like, cool, More it's not stories. real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. But yeah, so what about you guys with ghost experiences? Because I have them all the time, so. That's uh, <laughs> all the time. Just, that was one of many. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any, Rob? Uh, not like that. Nothing like, I, I agree with you. I believe on the energy. Yeah. Um, they haven't helped it. I think it's all one party, right? 
I don't feel like there's no judge or jury at some weird gate. That's just some, you have to have some visual aid and story to have teachings. And I get that. So that's part of how we as, as kids and people growing up, how we make sense of things. We have to have a story. There's like there's always a hero and villain. So the whole thing, I, I get that. So I agree with that 100%. And with the energy too, there's some form or something that always is around. Um, uh, for those who don't know, obviously, so like the background, if you haven't heard of it, so the background's Filipino, my mom, um, the whole back. So she would have all these stories, and there was always those weird, creepy stories that make you like, give you goosebumps, your hair go up, and I've, I've had times where like there's weird, eerie stuff in our house, or just like, I don't know, nothing like over the top like that, like seeing like some random vision, but the only, there was only one time, and it's not even like, it can't, I don't even know what it would be because she wasn't, she's not passed, but... Um, feeling people when they should be around, feeling their energy or their spirit. Like my sister, I swore I saw her. I passed her in the hallway upstairs in my house, but she wasn't in the house. It was like weird shit like that, but like, I don't know. So I had this idea about, again, just having people's energy around at the right time, um, just feeling that they need to be there, or that's what I tell myself. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It is such a tricky thing. Um, I, I also believe... We we manifest those things too because I think part of us want to believe it. I think it's also good to have someone to talk to, have someone to thank, have someone to ask questions to. So we kind of manifest these people that are not here anymore tangibly to be like, hey, I have a question. I'm 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 lost. I'm or hey, this great thing happened. I want to celebrate this with you, and they're not here anymore. So we kind of manifest this idea, these visions, these feelings like they are still here like you know what I still feel them and that's good it doesn't make you crazy like that's what makes you cope and I think our bodies and minds are that strong I really believe that we make those things happen so I think there's a little bit of that Absolutely. Um, there's some man you can't as I grow older I really believe in that love bond that energy you get with somebody family or friend or not like you just man when I'm happy or sad these connections are strong and when they pass I feel they're still there you know so when you have a tough time and you like reach out to them or you celebrated something like, oh, you know, my grandma or someone would have loved this. You know, this is for you. Like, I think those are real. I think those are good. It, uh, your, your mind triggers that association. So just like everything else, your, your central nervous system sends out these little sparks and you feel that same feeling like they're there. Um, whether that means there's energy or ghosts, I don't know. But our body responds it like as if that was there. Mm-hmm. How many ghosts do you have in your closet drew uh i think i talked about it on the show before but i like the city i it's a town i grew up in monterey um and it has like a lot of oh, right. supposedly haunted locations yeah. so like you can look up like the robert louis yeah. stevenson house and i think uh it's preserved and there's like a lot of all the rooms are barred off and you they give tours and stuff and uh they don't want people in there like to mess with anything they want to Preserve it exactly the way it was. Hmm. But apparently there's, I think they call her the woman in gray. And uh, I used to hear stories from people. I think my mom, who was a school teacher, uh, would take her class there uh, once a year or something like that. And you would get like a handful of secondhand stories of like somebody seeing something. And I would always just pass it off like she's just trying to freak me out or something like that. Or somebody was just trying to tell some bullshit story to freak everybody else out in the group or whatever but apparently it's like really documented um and then 
around the time when I was uh, wrapping up high school, uh, I got this job at this hotel called, called the Monterey Hotel. And I think you could still look it up online, but at the time it was like a hundred years old and uh, Monterey, like I said, it was a really old town. It had like a lot of like dirt roads and saloons and brothels and things like that. Um, like if you go to New Monterey, there's like this hill where all the the streets are named like Rose and Agatha and Blanche. All the streets are named after the fucking prostitutes from the brothel, you know? Also, oh, not the Golden Girls? <laughs> so um, this hotel is called Monterey Hotel. And apparently it used to be like a saloon. There's like a lot of stabbings and shootings and stuff like that. So right when I was getting hired, like the GM is like she was hiring me and this girl who was going to be doing the front desk. I was going to be like the valet and bellhop. And she like tried to just gloss over it. She was like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So you're both going to have a list of responsibilities. Uh, this is the way the hotel works. In the morning, we set up a continental breakfast. Afternoon, we have tea and cake. Uh, and then we set up bedtime milk and cookies for our guests. Uh, you're going to help out with people taking their bags up to the stairs. We don't have an elevator, so you have to carry them all up. Uh, we do have a couple of ghosts. I'm going to show you like uh, where the bellhop uh, closet is. You keep their keys in there. Uh, you're going to be responsible for checking people in. And we both like looked at each other like, did you just... There's a couple of ghosts in... in she, and she like tried to like... Yeah, we have a um, couple of ghosts. And she pulls out this file, and I wish I'd made copies and kept them. But it was, like, about that thick. And it had, like, all these accounts from, like, all these different people who had stayed there. And She's uh, just, like, keeping a ghost file? Yeah. They had <laughs> yes. I love it. She can just mentally keep track of the file. I'll add that to the file. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, she technically did have a ghost file, like, a manila folder. Are they like, going like, to, like, build the ghosts for their, like, ongoing room usage? <laughs> so you were here on January 19th and again yeah. on the 24th. It's, just, it's mostly, like, a lot of stories of, like, people being woken up in the middle of the night and like the lights are flicking on and off or like the entertainment center doors where the TV is is like is like slamming and shutting real quick or something like that and uh, I, there was like a handful of instances like when I first started there it would be stuff that I would see out the corner of my eye and I would just be like oh that was probably nothing you know <laughs> or if it was and then like I slowly became friends with like all the housekeepers only like one or two of them spoke English and they were like yeah uh, there are ghosts in here. One of them named Fred's the main one you're gonna deal with, and he's nice. He doesn't do anything. And I was like, okay, I guess. <laughs> I love that they have these relationships. Like they ah, did. They ah, were Fred. <laughs> there was a day where like all the checkouts were done, and like I'm just chilling, waiting for the check-ins. Like later on in the afternoon, so all the housekeepers are upstairs cleaning the rooms for the check-ins, <laughs> and uh, somebody called and said they were gonna be coming in early, and. Uh, the person at the front desk was like, yeah, can you go upstairs and tell Isadora that, uh, to drop whatever she's doing and go clean this room because they're showing up early. Mm. So I was like, okay. So I go upstairs and it's like, it's only four flights of total in this hotel. Mm. I get up there and you can hear this loud sobbing like as soon as you get to the floor and nobody's in the hotel. Everybody's checked out. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> so I go down, I go down to the room where Isadora is cleaning. She's like turning on the sheets and like I'm trying to fumble through my shitty Spanish to tell her where what room and what's going on and she's like what what she can't hear me over the crying and she's 
marches out of the room, walks down to the room where you can hear it coming from, and she unlocks and goes in. She's like, "Why are you crying for? I'm very busy today. This and that." And I was like, "Bitch, do not piss off the ghost." <laughs> Like, so. What's it gonna do? Like manifest? I have no idea, but I do not want to test its capabilities. Oh, like, like, start poking it. No. Ooh, are you gonna like, not the day. Yeah. I have like, many chickens. Yeah. And that's essentially what it was. She was like the firecracker out of all of them. Like I she was it. just like, uh, but that was one of like several uh, she was little instances. So, like, annoyed, like, yeah, she was. Ooh, flicking the lights again. No. Find something else to do. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Real original. Um, yeah. So yeah, there was like a handful of stories like that where where it was some creepy shit that that went on. Uh, I don't uh, I don't really believe in heaven and hell. I also think that's kind of like a uh, punishment reward kind of deal that they they put in place for people to act right. You know, it's like the belief of the police kind of keeps people from fucking up or doing dumb shit. You know, or like the the, the scarecrow cars when they park like. Don't fuck up because we're here, but they're really not. There's yeah. nothing. Those are empty cars down there. Um, what I hope happens in the afterlife is you get to be do a complete redo. Like you get to keep all your stats and knowledge and everything. <laughs> it's like if you fucking finish a video game, you get to start over with yeah. like all your power ups and everything. Yeah, but that's what I'm. Do it again. All the diff- all the different meters, they're they're yeah. a little higher this time. But I don't you, know if I want to do this. Again. You get I'm to do it tired. again, but you know, like all the fucking, you know. You have, like, all the information. So one theory yeah. I heard, which is kind of, like, it was interesting. Out of all the random ones here, but this is a random one. Uh, you know how, like, certain, like, your memory, like, I guess if you look at, like, a like a, a bar of memory, right? So yeah. as you learn more, you lose some, whatever it is, yeah. right? To an extent, right? Very, like, in a gray area. But basically, when you're born, uh, or this is more about a reincarnation. So as you come back as a different person, you have some memories of an old person. But, yeah. you know, in that small period while you're, you're young and you're, basically sponge new information yeah. you start losing your old person so you don't realize you were this old person that's interesting yeah that's like the vague 101 version but that's that's people who really believe in the reincarnation yeah. people are like hey you come back as whatever and then obviously people who do retain a lot of that memory they're like nah dude I was in World War One. yeah I was fucking taking down his little Nazis <laughs> whatever like talking all that shit like yeah. them Japs when I was young you're like you're four what are you talking about <laughs> Do either of you guys have any experience like with with loss like that? Mm, yeah, like someone close to us dying. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Well, I don't have a lot of experience with like um, like family members dying or close friends, but I've had a lot of experiences concerning like suicide and death and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like amongst my friends. Um, so. When I was a teenager, when I was a freshman in high school, I lived in a super rural town in Maine, and there's no, like, you know, there's no mental health resources out there. It's also, like, super impoverished town. People don't have resources in general to, like, access that kind of help. Um, So that year, there was, like, a a hayride place, like a haunted hayride, and then, oh, this is a terrible joke to make, but then it became an actually haunted hayride. (laughs) Um, Manifested. Well done. So sorry to all. The Good job, farm. So sorry to the people who actually died. Um, but yeah, like, so. those are real screams. Wow, <laughs> so realistic. <laughs> wow, I can't believe this was only twenty bucks. <laughs> They're really committed to it. Um, We're in IMAX. <laughs> oh my gosh, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> so fucked up. 
Um, but no, so they died, and then that was. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I don't want to be callous. No, about do it. it. We, this yeah, is the show to do it. <laughs> so they died, and then right before I'm gonna segue, be slightly more serious. Um, right before that school year started, one of my bro- one of my brother's like best friends committed suicide, mm-hmm. and one of his other like two of his other best friends like found him. And so the school year started on this, like, really weird note. And I remember, like, it's one of the few times I've seen my brother cry, too. And so that was really weird. And, like, just going into the school year, it's a really small town. Everybody knows each other. Like, we all talked about it. Um, And then that year, a bunch of other people. So my little sister's best friend's dad also committed suicide and um, almost killed his wife. And then later, one of my close friends, she called me and she'd been going through some shit and I knew she was not okay. And I was like, like she is going through something. So I went over to her house and she had taken like a bunch of pills. And so like I had to like make her throw up and stuff and like call for help and like talk her down. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first time that I had experienced, like, talking someone down in that situation. And I've experienced it a bunch of times since then. Um, And then there were a couple more. Like, that year, there were just a bunch of deaths. Mm -hmm. And so my mom moved. And then that next year, um, my neighbor right next to me committed suicide. And it was just, like, a little girl. She was, like, 13. And I remember I came home, and they were, like, taking her body out, like, into the ambulance. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Mm. And then later that year, I myself was suicidal, tried to commit suicide, didn't follow through with it. And I was like, fuck this. Um, I went to the hospital for... I was in the hospital for, like, six days. Um... And recently, this past year, it was six years since I got out, so I, I got my six. And because I'm one of six kids, I got on the six-year anniversary of getting out. And I was in there for six days, and there's six letters in my name, six letters in middle and finger. So I was like... Can't make it up. Yeah, I was like, I'm getting a six. Um, and then one of my other best friends, one night I was staying with him, and I could tell like he was going through it and he had stopped taking his meds and I was like guys like Mitch is not okay and he's a big dude and he tried to like run into traffic and I couldn't stop him because I'm like he's big and so I had to have the, the other guys stop him but I was like when they got him I was like talking to him all night like talking him down um, but thankfully, like, he did get help after that. So I've had a lot of situations where, like, I've had to, like, stop people from you know, dying. A little more of the attempt of death or, like, the yeah. people's, like, yearning to not be here anymore and want to mm-hmm. die. Yeah. Yeah, so I've dealt with a lot of that. But I haven't, like, thank God, like, you know, had someone super close to me pass away. And it kind of goes back to something we tried to make a little more. Wanted to normalize talking about that. I mean, it sounds like, you know, we had a couple episodes ago, we talked about mental awareness, I mean, mental health awareness, and, you know, being able to normalize talking about it, talking, being vulnerable to say, like, hey, I do have issues I want to deal with, um, knowing that there are resources or people that care enough to talk about it. It's, it's such a weird, taboo type of thing that was in the air, but it's like, 
we want to make sure it's a little more normal to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Um, even when we were talking about when you were younger, like talking about being back east, whatever, like there weren't resources because people didn't want to make them available for people. Like mm-hmm. you were just being a weirdo, suck it up. Or yeah. if you're a guy, like be tough, you know? So yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just again, I mean, it's just, you know, obviously these stories kind of talk about what we talked about that episode. It's like we just need to take time to be aware um, that there are people that just need to be triggered with questions and ask them and instigate those conversations and say, like, hey, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. really real. Not, yeah. the, not the, you know, blase bullshit interview. Like, how you doing? Oh, I'm great. Doing good. Like, no, I'm fucking pretty shitty, actually. <laughs> yeah. And if I instigate another conversation, cool. And if not, like, letting people know that you're available, that if and when they want to speak or mm-hmm. just throw up how horrible things are. Like, hey, I'm around. Or, hey, if not, it's tough for me. You're not a bad friend saying you can't have the conversation, but what it is, like, hey, I know some people. Let's make a call. Let's make a call to somebody who can take that conversation. Yeah, um, you're not weak because that's a very tough topic to try to be strong for someone. Uh, I know there's a lot of people who want to help, but there's like, oh, I'm not strong enough. It's okay. So try to direct them in a way. Obviously, directing to you because it sounds like you're a magnet for this stuff. Um, I, guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm we shouldn't hang out it. so much. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to start. I'm a little too good at talking people down from the side. I don't know. As I'm listening, I'm like, I'm kind of sick of it. How many people want to die around this girl? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. But no, but in all honesty, yeah, that's, again, let's just normalize that conversation. Yeah, I think also right now, because, like, everybody's fucking seasonally depressed, and we just had the holidays, and Mm -hmm. we're in a recession, and we've just gone through, like, years and years of weird shit. Yeah. It's, like, it's kind of expected that everybody's kind of struggling right now mentally. So it's, like, especially, like, at work. That's why, like, I'm always, like, committed to be, like, being kind to my coworkers and shit, because you don't know what the fuck people are going Mm -hmm. through. And it's, like... Even if I don't mean it, I'm still going to be nice. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'm still going to be nice. (laughs) Same idea. Like, we grew up in the security industry for so long that, like, those those are things you look for. We talked about this for the last couple months. Like, when you're happy, you drink. When you're sad, you drink. And when it comes around these holidays and these tough times, like, the amount of people that come in depressed and come in and drink, like, you got to watch that stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, So, same idea. Like, even though we're security, try to be aware and talk to these drinkers. Like, you know, there's people who are like, all right, man. A guy came in by himself. He's taking these shots to the face. Is he just an alcoholic or is he going through some shit, man? Kind of instigate, introduce yourself early so that way on that fourth shot, maybe fifth shot, talking to the bartender, like, hey, let's let's slow him down or whatever it may be, you know? But yeah, 100%, I agree. It's it's, uh, it's something that I feel like it's a lot easier for people to turn a blind eye, put their hands up. But I mean, I think we all have to play somewhat of a part and be empathetic to people's <clears throat> some people are a little more fragile in their feelings and emotions. Can't be like, I got this. Some people are so very uh, cold. To be like, dude, just suck it up. Yeah, it's tough. So what? Figure it out. Not everybody has that ability to to, to say the fuck it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Do you have any experiences with uh, loss? People yeah. near you um, or around you? A little bit of both. Um, I think, and not to uh, just compress it all together but from the people I've had close to me die or the people who in my circle the past I think what you realize is no matter how they were to you it is a big like <clears throat> reminder of the fragility of life time um, it is it makes you realize alright where am I putting my energy how am I using my time how am I using my relationship with people 
um, how much time do I waste? You know, I think yeah. that's one of the things that I always think about. Um, again, that value of time is something that we, we can't purchase. Like, I know it's, they say it, but it's, it's a true thing. Like, your time is the most expensive thing. And um, even if it's someone that wasn't a part porn of yours, like, even, like, one of the biggest things I use for myself or when I thought about, like, it's like, even my dad, like, I never had a really good relationship with my dad. wasn't always around. Uh, but when he passed, it made me think about a lot of things. Um, even if it wasn't through him, his negativity, whatever, in any way, whether it was lack of being a good father, lack of being a good man, or how he was with my mom, like, I use those things to make me a better person. Mm -hmm. So he played a role whether he realized it or not, um, and his passing made me think about things. And even my last visit home, you know, some way, because my mom raised me to be respectful no matter what, like, I paid him a little homage. Um, yeah, I mean, you start realizing people are just people. They have their own demons and their struggles. So. Um, even though it affected me and my brother especially, and that's the other thing I think about. Like I think about how my brother was just trying to be such a soldier dealing, like a little more older to just really be aware of like what's going on. There was a part of my life when I was young, I was maybe too dumb and young to realize it. But then, you know, I figured it out later, but my brother was such a G, just trying to go through his teenage years and just realize how shitty he was and, you know, whatever. But uh, I guess I was trying to say, like these people deal with their own demons, right? So yeah. it just sucks that it affected us, but my dad was a man just like anybody else. and probably could have handled this better, but his demons were his demons, you know? Huge alcoholic, probably wasn't happy with himself or his life. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of, again, you, you, you use these people's passing as a way, like, all right, how can I put things in perspective? Um, I had a very close friend, he's actually one of the guys that moved out with me. Um, it didn't last long, he was here for two months, but it was like one of my best friends uh, in the industry, like we, we started work, this, uh, the, uh, my very first bar together, but uh, <clears throat> just randomly one day had a brain aneurysm, it passed, and uh, it was something like that. It's like, Dude, just such a good dude. Like I said, he didn't really want to come to San Diego. He just knew that I was his best friend. I wanted to do and we did it. Lasted two months. Like, dude, I got to go back home. I'm, I'm not a, I can't be outside of my element. He's like one of those East Coast guys that if he moved out here, he's like, it's not like the East Coast. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's why we moved. Where's the Duncan? Yeah, exactly. Why isn't it like this? Why isn't it like that? I'm like, yeah, you're in a different area. So I loved it. It was so funny, but I was like, dude, I get it, man. I appreciate you trying, man. But go back home, man. That's where you want to be. Yeah. Whatever. And it was like about a year and a half or two later, but he passed. But uh, yeah, my boy Mike, it was just, why would I think he would pass? Like, why would you think he would pass? It's just a random day, just had it, and you know, obviously. So, so again, the fragility of life, just like being able to value, like, you know, like I said, me going home, we were talking about this earlier, just going home to see my mom a little more. She's older, like, um, I heard this comment one time and put it in perspective, like, <laughs> they always ask people like if they live somewhere else especially San Diego was such a transit place yeah. like oh when's the last time you go to wherever you call home like oh I try to go once a year or twice a year like whatever when you put it in perspective he's like alright well let's say your parents say, say they have five years right? say they have ten years left on this earth so you're trying to tell me you're only going to see your parents ten more times Yeah. so when you put it in that kind of perspective it kind of hit me in the face a little bit so I'm like alright well let's say let's be honest my mom is a lot older she's 81 maybe she turned 82 um, so how old let's, are you? Me? No offense. I'm old. Yeah. No, no offense. I, I'm, <laughs> no. I'm old as shit. I'm 42. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm the baby of eight, so, like, she's she's been doing it a while. Yeah. Um, what was it like before um, they had invented math? <laughs> was that I had cool? an abacus. Huh, it was pretty cool. cool. <laughs> I used my toes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get to 20 was hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, after that, I'm like, let's start over. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, so I told myself, I'm like, man, I can't look at that so I just gotta make that effort to go and see her more even if it's just a quick I'm granted Boston's 3,000 miles away I'm like alright 
it's a long way to go to only go for like two, three days. But those two, three days are valuable to me, you know. So making that trip is way more valuable in comparison to what, like whatever I would spend that money on, what, a couple nights out or maybe one night out, yeah. being drunk Rob again and or fucking yeah. going on some weird... Scooby-Doo mystery adventure, which is cool too. But guess what? I spent a couple of days with my mom, and I, I think those are things I gotta remember. That are precious because once they're gone, they're gone. You know, yeah. I can go have fun with drunk Rob any other time. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think. So I guess my point was like the the death made me. Uh, the way I try to process it is um, as positive how to take from that and, and move forward with some type of positive uh, way to step forward. You know, it's sad because like. Like you said, we started. Everybody dies. It does. Mm-hmm. It's just like, what are you doing to live, you know? So, You don't know how much time you have left. Wait. No. We, we weird, weird enough, like, I'd say the last year, I'm like, I, not that I ever thought I was immortal, but I am, I don't even know how to express it. It's so weird. I'm trying to, I've, the last couple months, I'm trying to make it a little more understandable, even to myself. I'm like, I know I'm not going to be here a long time. I yeah. feel like I got a very mm-hmm. short time left. And it, it doesn't mean, and I'm not saying it sadly, you know, some people are like, oh, I'm going to be 70. And I'm like, there's yeah. no way I'm living that. Like, I know I can tell you right now. There's yeah. no. Now, if I'm I have five more years, either. ten more years, I don't know. But something's been telling me the past year. I'm like, dude, you don't got a lot left. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I kind of always put that in perspective. It's like, yeah, do, well, do what you got to can. Or do what you can while you can. Um, fortunately, I don't have any kids that I know about. Um, <laughs> so I'm not, like, my passing isn't going to, like, affect uh, like someone who depends on me heavily. Yeah. So that's okay with. But I'm like, man. It's just weird to even think, like I said, like the past year, I'm like, man, all right, man, you're on the other side of the hill. I've been thinking the same thing like recently. Like, yeah. Whatever my I got one last more, more years the behind me is, than in front of me. The sand is at the bottom a little yeah. more. <laughs> but the thing is, like, also, put it in perspective, like, we're older. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like your, your perspective changes, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I've done a lot and. Yeah, we've done a lot. Yeah, and uh, I think I was watching this thing where uh, it was an author, and he was like, usually your perspective changes because you're older, and you are, look on death more favorably, like you kind of greet it like a friend, you know? And it's it's definitely that's more a, that's tragic. A good, that's a good way to put it. Even when you hear about it, like when you're, you're, you're younger, or you hear about someone dying when they're younger, it's way more tragic because it, they were definitely cut down before their time. Yeah. You know, but well, I mean, I'm older now. Like, is I mean, it all the time. I'm like, dude, I lived a good life. I my yeah. shit is full. Same, right? And you know, again, shout out to our boy Robin Williams. Like, I like to think I've made some people smile. I yeah. left a good impression on people. Yep, I'm okay with that. You know, yeah. I'm not really scared to die. Yeah. Like, it doesn't freak me. I don't want to die painfully, and I don't want to die at this point in time. I have some shit to do, but like, my friends, I'll talk to them about it. Like, so freaked out to die like what yeah. if nothing happens and I'm like well it's not gonna matter like yeah. it's not gonna fucking it's matter not really not your call, I guess. you won't be here you don't have to pay bills anymore like, there, there's kind of some upsides yeah. I don't know I don't have to go to work today <laughs> you just sick. sold them on death man guess yeah. who doesn't have to wake up and go to, go yeah. to work you have yeah. the day off pal I love like, it having a body is kind of annoying like it's this whole process <laughs> like, it's annoying this whole process. I just sit around all day. Yeah. Go to gym, maintain it. Uh, I gotta feed it. Ridiculous. For some reason, I have to pay to be alive. So degrading. Like, I love it. 
Oh, what if that's how death comes to greet you? Like, listen. I'm going to dap him up. <laughs> What's up? I've got a bad rep. Let me give you a list of why it's awesome that I'm about to take you. I'm going to jump I right got a bad <laughs> Yeah, I'm a bad uh, PR guy. I don't know why I thought he was going to greet me. My friend, my friend. My friend. <laughs> I'm here to take you. Um, that was one of the things I want to talk about is like uh, death's portrayal in like media, like movies and TV and things like that. So like, um, like uh, I'm Family Guy and like particular movies. Like one of my favorite movies of all time is Meet Joe Black. With, yeah, uh, with I don't have you ever seen it? Red. Uh, so basically, is that the one with the? It's Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Oh yeah, I haven't seen it. But so basically. This young, he was a young man. actor, yeah, when, when before you met him, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, death goes on vacation and he takes this young man to like be able to use his body to like kind of just experience life for like a, a week or something like that. And uh, I don't want to spoil it, but he falls in love and you know, he learns about like the human condition, etc., and like all the little weird quirks about us. And I, I I love that movie. I haven't seen it in forever, but uh, I just want to discuss more and more of the portrayals. If you guys have any favorites or like uh, Final Destination, like, you know. First of all, speaking of that, I think of that motherfucker. All, that fucking series ruined me. I think about on the road, on the highway, shit yeah. flying through my windshield all the time. <laughs> or I'm like, oh, I just dodged that bullet. I'm like, oh, it's coming back for me. Nah. It's I like get the me. one where the girl dies in the tanning bed. That's kind of I do remember that one, yeah. I like that one. <laughs> she got to for skin cancer. You, you do see a little, that smile went real bad <laughs> when you said that. <laughs> I love macabre shit. I don't know. That's funny. Is that your favorite depiction in media, like movies, TV? Like of death, not yeah. not a girl dying in a tanning bed. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, hmm. Mm. I honestly, my favorite, who I think is, and I hope he's going. I feel like he's going to give me a couple of days to hang out with him. It's, yeah. uh, you remember that, uh, that cartoon, uh, Billy and Mandy, or yeah. that, uh, Grim, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy? I he's love that. Cool. Show. Yeah, yeah, I think he's going to be cool like he's that. Hanging out, I can kind of trick him every once in a while. I'm like, yeah. ah, I got a couple more hours. <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty cool. Um. I feel like, like even like how dumb uh, was it the Bill and Ted one? Uh, yeah, <laughs> the sequel. Yeah, because that's usually how they portray him. Like in movies, like he comes for you, and then whoever the person is that's facing death, like usually tries to weasel out of it or bargain or yeah, play a game or something yeah. like that. So trying to like uh, tell him, like, come on, it's not yeah. my time. Um, let me see. I looked up a handful of things, and they say that uh, most depictions are influenced by the film The Seventh Seal. It's a super old black and white movie. Uh, I think like a dude comes back from a war or something like that and uh, death is there and he tries to play for his life a game of chess or something like that yeah. and uh, it's just a dude like in a black robe et cetera et cetera yeah, yeah. and yeah that's where most of uh, the depictions in in our media come from I don't know if I'd care enough to try to cheat death I don't yeah. know I'd just be like alright yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to cheat him I just want to hang out with him yeah. yes. like dude Cool. Dude, I let me tell people when I haunt people, I'm like, dude, Grim was cool. Give him a break. He's actually a cool cat. <laughs> I'd haunt the shit out of people too. Like I'm coming back. I don't know about you, For but fun. Yeah, all days. <laughs> I have shit to say. I'm gonna be <laughs> slamming doors. <laughs> I think it'd be kind of fun. I don't know. I'd be pushing Where, stuff all off right, shelves. So if you were gonna haunt, because I feel like most people are like stuck in places. I don't know why. But, like, where would you, if you had to be stuck in, like, in a building or somewhere in particular, where would it be? Oh, God. 
maybe like like a Scientology building and like really fuck (laughs) (laughs) just (laughs) or like like a Mormon church or something like really push the boundaries (laughs) of their beliefs you know I I still want to go what's that huge that church is on uh Right off the fire, the big Mormon fucking mm-hmm. castle. Oh, yeah, no, exactly, Dude, yeah. I heard you have to get like, invited in. It's like some special, like, yeah, because it's a cult. Yeah, exactly. I'm, like, I'm not afraid to in. say that. No, it is. I, but I mean, like, I want to, like, just check it in. So if I have to go there as a ghost, I'm going to fucking Would find you know out. Ghost? Would you be, like, more of, like, a subtle, like, move stuff from, like, over here to over here? Or would you be, like, wreaking fucking havoc? Like, all of a sudden. It depends on my day. I like to think I'm more comedic. <laughs> Like, like it's the afterlife. What else do you have yeah. to do? Like, all right, we're gonna be more like Slimer, or are we yeah. like, I don't have time to make the walls bleed today. <laughs> Let me just, uh, I'll just move. I'll put the uh, the pepper in the salt shaker and vice versa. I'm just gonna kill <laughs> the cat the whole next time week. I'm just cracking myself up. <laughs> These other ghosts are lame. <laughs> or, yeah, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll just fuck with other ghosts. Yeah, maybe that's why they're just clowning how lame the other ghosts are. <laughs> like, you have no other noise in all these thousands of years. That's the one language you found out. The one thing you learned. No other language is just. Okay, so, so, like Beetlejuice, right? <laughs> yeah, like, where he shows up and he's fucking. I hope no one shrinks my head. That'll be that'll suck. I do like in Beetlejuice the depiction of death that there's just this whole, like, bureaucracy and they're just terrible at paperwork like, <laughs> like maybe that is what's going on maybe ghosts are just like you know yeah. their paperwork got that's how uh, I want to move on it's just my paperwork sucks it's like a building <laughs> for those 60 years Jeez, I guess that is one like Beetlejuice their, uh, their whole depiction of like how death works and you get like a handbook yeah. that kind of helps walk you through the process I wouldn't be mad about, about mm. that at all I'd be, I'd be okay with that that old lady just ripping butts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I swear, and I would lie like I did in, in like the real world. I'm like, no. I swear, I, I put in that paperwork weeks ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, there was one depiction of death from an old Twilight Zone episode, and uh, it was only notable because uh, they showed like this little lady who like shut herself in because she felt like death was following her everywhere, and. Uh, she eventually like opens up because there's this a guy who gets like injured or something like that and she takes him in and like try and nurse him back to health and it's baby Robert Redford like and he's like blue stealing her and stuff like oh, that yeah, and it turns out that he's death you know <laughs> and because it's this hot guy now she's okay with going with him and I was like okay she's like I'm gonna fuck that shit out of yeah. death I was like what if death is hot and they come for you she's like, like I'm gonna suck his dick and his cum gonna make me die <laughs> that's the way to go uh, hot, hot baby batter down the throat yeah. that's the killer <laughs> This is the Lord of the Lord. <laughs> if I had to go, this is the way I prefer. All of a sudden, like the movie gets in there. <laughs> yeah. Death really does come for us all. <laughs> that and is, yep. That's the your that's permanent the, fixture. That's yeah, the that's name the of title. the title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. We've never had an episode title come up so fast. Yeah, we usually are sitting there on here for like forty-five minutes, like, uh, what are we doing? yeah. Yeah, and that's oh, our creative process, ladies and gentlemen. That awesome. That's a poetic. peek behind the curtain. Very poetic. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about celebrity death in our culture, because actually we've had, like, several recently. Gangsta like, Boo just died. Do you guys know who she is? Who? Gangsta, Gangsta Boo? Boo. She's a rapper. I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. I'm not super, super familiar, but I did. It showed up in my feed. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in 3-6 Mafia. She's really cool. But, that was one of the things I was... Uh, 
I was thinking of too is, or I want to bring up this episode is like the rule of three. You familiar with that? You ever heard of yeah. it? Or have you seen how usually uh, groups of three they die in groups? How of three. creepily accurate it usually ends up being? Yeah, you know, or maybe we just pay attention more. Like when one. I think we're pretty good at trying to find those weird little things. Yes, yeah. it's weird. Whoever you are to find all those weird stats. Yeah. Like on every fourth Tuesday of February, the yeah. last twenty years, this like it's yeah, yeah. It, the weirdest stats. So yeah, however they figured out the rule of three and all those other ones, or like there's one about musicians at what age? I forget what age. Twenty seven club. Yeah, it's like stuff like that. Like really? it's creepy, but yeah, there's a lot of musicians that passed. Amy Winehouse, Janis really? Joplin. Yeah, mm-hmm. all the twenty seven. There was one episode. I don't know. I, I think I, Basquiat too. Who? Basquiat. Basquiat. I don't know. He's an artist. Yeah, see, it's if you make it past twenty seven, you gonna realize you suck. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna talk about you. <laughs> there was an episode of Thirty Rock where like they were talking about the rule of three, and I think somebody passed away, and then like uh, it became like this all out. It deteriorates over over the course of the episode, but because nobody wants to die, all these celebrities, it turns into like this battle royale where they're trying to kill each other so they get <laughs> so off. To get the it out the way, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love it, and it's it's pretty fucking hysterical because you know Conan O'Brien's on there, and I fucking love that guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's like a lot of little weird quirks, and then like our, I feel like the way we handle it, depending on who it is, obviously, like because <laughs> I knew. And I'd heard from my sister how much Queen Elizabeth kind of sucked, you know. But my sister's, like, hyperbolic about everything, you know. And then uh, when she passed, there was, like, this wave of everyone was like, no, she fucking sucks, you know. (laughs) It was kind of cool to, like, I thought it was cool when the Queen died. But you got to remember, too, like, people don't understand that bitch was, like, 300 years old. Yeah. So, like, she sucked for years of, like, coming from a time when, like, hey, all I knew growing up was being a sucky old cunt like, yeah you know what I mean like it's like uh, it's like blaming a, a 89 year old man to not be racist you know yeah. what I mean like dude that's how he was yeah. and I'm not saying he didn't grow up to not be racist what he did is he grew up how to like mask his racism by accident like so instead of saying hate niggers he's like no. them colors are okay <laughs> I don't want them living next to me but they're okay so he grew up but he's still hella racist yeah <laughs> it's or, weird with old people because they lived through every social movement of the past give or take hundred years yeah. and they learned nothing like yeah. you kind of have to try at some point <laughs> yeah. you know you gotta tune out like nope. it's like this dog, no new tricks. Yeah, maybe you kind of wanted to be racist. Like, I was like, ah, that felt good coming out my mouth. Let me just lose track of like how much the goalpost moves. Like, even if they were super cool in the 40s or 50s, like all their super racist friends thought they were like the the touchy feely progressive or whatever who was like really soft on minorities and everything. Eventually, there's going to be a time where like the goalpost moves beyond their perception you know and like even though they're like i like coloreds like people are like whoa what the fuck whoa. are you talking about what you know? year is it yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. so like i think bill burr said he was like have you ever had like a conversation with your grandma or something and things just go off the rails like you know you just can't talk to him about certain topics yeah you're like you know uh, I, didn't, I didn't mean to erupt that out of your grandma yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just go back Ugh. to making the cookies yeah like it's 
That dude's from the fucking 30s. What do you think he thought? Yeah, you know? exactly. Like uh, that dude from Duck Dynasty, I think you got. Yeah, got yeah, yeah. Or they talked about, uh, what was one? Like, I think there was one, uh, they talked about John Wayne or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, that's. Who's John Wayne? He was like an old. Uh, uh, first of all, you already were, but another sign why you're so adorable. <laughs> <laughs> and we're old, so. I think he's even before us, really. Like, didn't that guy? Yeah, that's yeah like he is old, way before us. Yeah, he is old, yeah. Uh, isn't he's from an old western? He's popular from yeah. old westerns. Yeah. Old oh, western movies. He's like your. He's racist. Visibly, yeah, exactly, right, exactly. But some people. Well, that's the thing. Here's the other thing, right? Like people want to be erupted and mad about things, which they like. Why would you be mad about that? It's, it is what it is. It's yeah. a form of acceptance you have to have. Like, yeah. Yeah. you're so riled up, you want to like cancel this dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> Like he's our life is canceled. Huh? No one <laughs> should ever speak his name. Yeah, it's and also like a regional thing too, right? Because like uh, I think I was talking to Rodrigo, and he was saying that he went down. He was in the south like not too long ago, and he was saying that like uh, he would come across like black folks and stuff like that down there, and they were like, "We like that everything's segregated. We like knowing that like most of the white people here are racist. Like they like having." The division, so things are definitely different depending on where you're. I you're think going. there's an organic like truth to what they see down there. They're yeah. like, listen, I know where I stand. Yeah, I may not be able to control or accept or like it, but hey, I know what it is. So it's like when you know the rules of a jail, of a house, of yeah. a workplace. You're like, I don't have to like it, but I live within those rules, and I think boundaries in general. People love to have boundaries. I think people work well in them. I mean, yeah. Like, yep, that's why I do like those flags. I know which house is not to stop at. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, my gosh. When I was in high school, so I'm from Maine, right? Hmm? The North. And <laughs> to As north. set the scene, there were these two dudes, and they would wear, like, Confederate flag shit to school. And I would always give them shit. And then they would give me shit. Like, I'm Middle Eastern, but I'm white as hell. And they would still give me shit. And they'd pass by me in the hallway and be like, Islamist. And I was like, that doesn't even make sense. (laughs) Um, But I would never just take it. Like, I would bite back. And one day we had a snow day. And the week before, we'd also had a snow day. And the kid sent an email to the whole school being like, happy snow day to everybody. And then the next week we had a snow day, so I sent an email to the school. It said, happy snow day to everyone except the people who wear the Confederate flag. <laughs> got them. And I got a um, bunch of Saturday detentions. I got like four Saturday detentions She's for like, it. like, worth it. <laughs> so worth it. They never fucked with me again, and they stopped wearing it. And I was like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> um, Don't look at me when you see me next. One big at a time. <laughs> <laughs> it was, everybody was looking at me at school the next day, and I was like, you walk okay. in the, right in the middle of, middle of the hallway and it just Don't parts. touch me. <laughs> I'll fuck you up. She had a whole new walk down there. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like people really shouldn't be surprised if you get confronted. Like, if you're doing stuff like that and somebody confronts you or they beat your ass, you kind of ask for it and you just got to take it. Yeah. Like maybe How'd you not see this coming, sir? Yeah. It's why you're like beating them up like, you should have saw this coming. Yeah, stupid. <laughs> Maybe you should have been able to defend yourself, but you're yeah. not, so. <laughs> Did you want to do our readings? I'm done. Okay. Do you have questions in mind? No, I already know I'm a piece of shit, so, like, I'm, I'm if it's positive, like, I'll be surprised. That'll be more <laughs> I'll 
I think I've built my brain on this show. I can't believe they just put a new card into the deck that just says you're a piece of shit. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> so Maybe I have it's the gift. They're, 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 in the, you know, they're, they're trying to bring in this whole new generation of kids, so they use a poop emoji. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. This card says you're destined to fail? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh-oh, everybody hates That's my Peter Parker you? luck. I've been building, talking about that as well on here. I don't know if we're going to be breaking any new ground here. That's fair. I mean, usually it's going to tell you something that you in some way know yourself, but might not accept because there's a difference. Yeah, kind of validate it. Yeah. So do, you have, do you want to say your question? Um, I don't know if I have a question. How does it work exactly? What do I do? So what part of your life maybe? Maybe do you want to talk about love, work, future, right? Um, I don't know. That's tough. Do you want, are you curious about maybe where work life is going to go or where maybe your tattoo and stuff is going to go? Art? I think I would like for that to be a surprise. Yeah, that's a you know? will thing. Yep. Um, Can you just ask what you need to hear right now? Yeah. Okay. Fair yeah. Enough. What do I need to hear right now? Boom. I want it to be something cool, like, you know. Very, uh, very the devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how through all this. She's like, uh, I'm going to tell you what you hear. Here's what you need to hear. And she goes, and your lucky numbers are 13. <laughs> <laughs> Go to the one across the street. Yeah. And ask him specifically. I don't know, Mr. Space. Eric, I hope you're in the middle of this workout. I'm going to ask a question about you and ask him how much you suck. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was thinking about that earlier because, like, I was I was listening to, like, some of our episodes back to, like, get in the mood for this one. And there's, like, several episodes where you're, like, uh, we're talking about, like, maybe movies that are being made and stuff like that. And I'm, like, I want the artist to make their art. Like, I don't like when suits and executives, like, uh, start trying to inject what they think should be in, like, determined off of their marketing research and what their fans want. I want the artist or director or whatever to make their stuff and a lot of times you're like, nope, I think that uh, it you need to take in what your your fan base and what they want. Yep. And yet several instances, like your boy is like yeah, one of our biggest supporters. Yeah. You're still like, nah, fuck that guy. Yeah, just because I love him. Well, this is why I hate love with him. Like, obviously, <laughs> I wish nothing but positive on you. Oh, by the way, shout out to him and Jesse. He just had, yeah, he has a starting five now. He just had his fifth baby, uh, fifth kid. Uh, congratulations. Uh, just so you know, his name is Dominic Rob. That's right, I got the middle fucking last Oh, yeah? <laughs> So, yeah, all this talking shit, he's actually my best friend. So, that's cool. Um, but, no, so, I like both of both. I do believe yeah. in both, right? So, yeah. I just love... the irony. It's not a criticism. No, I know, I know. But to, to verify, because I do feel when it comes to... So, there's a, a lot of heads to make something work, right? Yeah. You have the author. Um, someone has the idea to make this then blossom. Yeah. Then you also have to have investors, people who are yeah. nothing but business-minded. Yeah. And those people know shit about what you're talking about. Yeah. They're like, hey, I know how to market to make this like do well. Yeah. I think there's a huge part of that that the author has to like honestly give up yeah. to allow himself to blossom, uh, be better known, and allows him to get more resources and tools to yeah. then keep adding his story and having more to his like his lineage. But uh but yeah, I think like I think we talked about because like Marvel and all the guys like they do a great job of actually listening yeah. to their their fan base. I just they gotta have like smart fan base, not stupid people like Eric, who fucking <laughs> thinks he knows everything about cars. 
It's mostly because he's talking about the Batman. Yeah, yeah. I don't think exactly. Shit it's all about Batman. Don't you dare talk about Batman. Are you ready to go? Am I? Okay. Am I on the um, chopping block? I do kind of want to make fun of Batman later for being like a Nepo baby. We're doing that. Son of a. Go for it. Go ahead. Just get it out the way. Fire away. Um. Okay, so you got the world. Um, you got it reversed, so you probably feel like you don't have options, or like things are closing in instead of opening for some reason, or in something because it's reversed. So in this context, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the opposite. It can mean that it's something internal, in terms of what you need to hear. The world has everything, like everything that we currently know, except of course, you know, everything outside in space. Um, so the world is literally all about just like multitudes and understanding where options lie. And it's also got this woman right in the center and she represents this kind of like consciousness and this balance between here's the sun and the moon. So the sun is like the daytime, our consciousness, what we are aware of. And then the moon is our feelings, what we're not aware of and like undercurrents. Um, so it's about like standing right in between those things and like looking forward. It's literally just telling you like to stop limiting yourself and to understand like that there are options. And also with the world, it's like putting yourself out into the world too and understanding when you're taking too much into your internal world and like how your internal world is shaping like how you're externalizing all this and like how you are approaching it in the rest of the world and then on the bottom of the deck you got the high priestess so that has to do with like our intuition and things we already know so the high priestess is i feel like it's kind of a sassy card i always get it and it's like <laughs> well what do you think what are you kidding me <laughs> But the high priestess is like listening to your own self and your own intuition, because things come very easily to the high priestess. Like she is like a magician and she knows what she's doing and she's in the flow of things. So it's basically about like not ignoring yourself and like lying to yourself about how you feel or repressing it in some way and understanding that you have more options than you think, I guess. So it's telling you to like stop limiting yourself and being stupid about it. That's not that bad. <laughs> you got me freaked out a little bit. Like, you sure you want your business out in the room? No, this it's one's pretty simple. Yeah. Like, uh, but I will. I refuse to go out into the world. I'm not, it's, I don't want to be. There are people out there. So <laughs> I'm scary. I am perfectly fine in my little turtle shell. I got cable in here. <laughs> I got cable in cool. here. Rob's turn. There's no Wi-Fi. It's dial-up, but it's still good. It's, it works. It the works. The tower deck's like, okay. Rob's turn. It's Rob's turn. <laughs> All right, Rob. I guess, I guess I'll do the same. What do I need to hear? Okay. I think that's actually a good question in general, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of us, because I agree, there's some stuff you want to be a mystery. I don't want to hear about love. I don't want to hear about mm-hmm. money. Yeah. I honestly don't, but and sometimes I think it's very uh, motivated because even from a friend, like, hey, sometimes somebody just needs to hear it. Yeah, it's also one of those things, like, 
with love readings and stuff, like, if you ask, like, oh, how does this person feel about me? It's like, well, it's more complex than that. It's not, like, a feeling isn't so simple. And also, what the fuck are you going to do about that? You have no power over that. Like, there's nothing tangible that you can really do. Well, it's more I'm avoiding it. Like, even, (laughs) I don't, I don't, I... Yeah, it's none of my business. Like, I'm... A lot of times I tell people, I'm like, are you sure? Like, <laughs> this red, like, people come to me with readings. You're like, and I just took a peek. You don't want to hear this. <laughs> no, but, like, people come to me for readings, and I'm like, you're asking cards about fucking Connor who doesn't wash his ass? Be <laughs> <laughs> fucking crucial. Like, this is ridiculous. I can tell you right now. Yeah. Like, no, babe. You're like, this is where my talent is. This you're is like the a- third time you come to me. So, like, starts off, guy. she's like, listen, I learned this whole thing. I want to help people. I want to be a, a source of help. Next, you know, she's just like, now I'm here ripping butts, telling about Connor's dirty ass. <laughs> this is where I ended up. God damn it. Is there a card there for that? <laughs> All right, let me see, let me see. You know Connor doesn't wash his ass, right? <laughs> uh, oh, awesome. my God. But. Um, I didn't eh, I didn't want to know about love because I just, like I said, I don't I don't care. And also, uh, I, my card said it. Like, I kind of shut myself off and away from everything, and that's the way it's going to stay. <laughs> <laughs> no new tricks. We told you. Old dog, no yeah, new tricks. Exactly. <laughs> I ain't budging. Love for suckers. I'm on pins and needles waiting to hear yours, Rob. So I'm super excited. Are there two different ones? Like, if, if I do this again when I'm drunk, is that like a whole nother reading? <laughs> like, there's a reading for Rob, there's a reading for drunk, Rob. Yeah. He vibrates differently, so he gets a different set of cards. Okay. Uh, okay. That'd be kind of cool. I was like, skits out, just. Yeah. All of a sudden, just snap. Hold on, the guy. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, damn it. What was that? Oh, I'm going to break one. I have to look it up. So you got justice reversed. You might be dealing with a situation where somebody's, like, wronged you in some way or you wronged them in some way, um, and you're dealing with, like, the repercussions of how to go forward with that way. This can, this can have to do with, like, legal things. It can have to do with anything that has, like has to do with some kind of proceeding in that manner, but it also has to do with some kind of, like, feeling of being wronged or having wronged someone and kind of understanding how to deal with, like, the balance between, like, feeling bad for doing something wrong but, like, actually making a conscious effort to change instead of just, like... Oh, I'm gonna punish myself for feeling bad instead of like changing in some way. Um, yeah, I don't. Let's see what's on the bottom. Ten of Wheels. So, Ten of Wheels is also like has to do with like partnerships, um, specifically relationships. Like you can see these two people here together. Mm. Um, this is also an Earth sign card. Um, so I don't know. Do you feel like any of that is in any way something you're going through? Uh, the only thing I would say, not, and it doesn't involve myself, like wrong on myself, like put myself in situations where I get myself in trouble. So, um, yeah, what's the bottom one? Just, it's the about what? Ten of Pentacles. It has to do with like um, 
feeling stable in relationships and like the ability to provide consistent stability in a relationship and be able to like because it's an earth sign card right earth is all about like you reap what you sow so it's all about that in partnerships Mm -hmm. and justice also has to do with like our sense of internal authority and like how we discipline ourselves and how we become more disciplined and like those feelings of like okay can I be consistent with this like can I hold myself accountable and figuring out how to do that so I feel like with this reverse this could also be like a very internal thing yeah I can see that like I think again that's it doesn't evolve I think that stuff um, really doesn't involve anybody else also because I don't have anybody involved so like anything that happens it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's my own shit <laughs> yeah, it's my own shit I do it so yeah it's me that makes sense I could see that I thought you were going to say uh, that your boy Eric wronged you by dissing the Batmobile. And the yeah. keep bringing uh, it back I was to him. trying to act like I had a stone. I'm going to get over it, Eric, but whatever. I'll let, I'll let Batman deal with you. <laughs> I want to hear more about your criticism on ba- Batman. Batman. Okay, well, especially the new one. Like, seeing a billionaire with chipped black nail polish really doesn't do it for me. <laughs> the Batman like, with Robert Pattinson? Yeah, at least, like, get gel or something, you know? Like, you're... <laughs> He got some money, and like he's I listening. Had no girlfriend. <laughs> he's listening to Nirvana and shit, and doing his makeup. And I'm like, I don't want to see Batman like this. Like, I want him to buy a hotel so the hot girls can swim in the pool or the fountain. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I've heard that from like a handful of people too. It's mostly the girls at the club, though. But yeah, <laughs> I think they want to see like for me anymore. they want to see Playboy Batman, yeah. like or Bruce Wayne, like the persona and everything. Yeah. Um, They're like, Batman has pronouns now. (laughs) 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 Batman has Twitter. Um, But I don't know. He's just like, he's a billionaire and he's like, oh, my parents died and now I'm just going to kill bad people. Like, it it seems like he never really, like, grew up out of that. It's like, maybe he should have gone to therapy and, like, used his resources to help the fact that probably there's these high crime rates because the fact that like people are facing economic issues and like an ongoing housing crisis yeah. in Gotham it's also it's shit that's you know it's made up it's not supposed to be realistic yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly so so have you seen any of the other ones that, like so like if you could like do you have a comparison of like uh, the other Batmans or no um, I've seen the one with uh, the American Psycho guy Christian Bale yeah, yeah. Out of those two, which one do you favor, or would you like? You're like, you know, what? I like his portrayal of, because you got to look at his two people, like his, how he looks at Bruce Wayne, the billionaire, and how he is as the, the hero Batman. Do you have an opinion on either one? Um, I'm trying to remember because it's been a minute since I've seen like Dark Knight or anything. Um, because even that one, like you said it's like that Bruce Wayne. He has that arrogance. I do what I want. He's like, hey. Yeah, he's an asshole. You're going to tell me what to do? Guess what? Cool. I just bought this hotel. <laughs> Which is kind of a fucking yeah. big dick flex. Um, oh my gosh. I'm trying to remember like specifics. It's I don't know the last time I saw that movie. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. Um, I did like that they had more of him. I don't remember if it was in the first one, but where he's with, like, what's his fucking name? Raz Al Ghul. The, yep. Yeah. You're right. When he's, like, training and shit. I like that. I thought that was cool. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going to kill this farmer. And yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Um, and I feel like they gave him 
more of the backstory like i feel like this new one i was also really baked when i saw this new one mm. so like uh, <laughs> how much i remember she was at the the they gave you a little more of the the past trilogy gave you more of like a little background story about who he was yeah i thought that was kind of cool and like I don't know. I did think I watched this new one mostly because I was like, "Silly crap, it's so hot." <laughs> she is. She's yeah. fucking bad. I I don't blame anyone for watching it just for that. Yeah. yeah. You can mute it and just watch her scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's pretty dope. I think I've watched a lot of movies just for like one girl, like um, Atomic Blonde. I watched that for Sofia Butella because mm. I was like, "Oh, there's a gay sex scene." <laughs> watch this movie. Fast <laughs> forward. Fast two forward. Fast forward. <laughs> Oh my gosh. That's dope. But yeah, I think Batman just probably should just get over himself and like donate some money. (laughs) (laughs) I can do some real good. Stop beating people up. Since we're kind of on that topic, is there anything, even the ones you don't like, is there any likes or dislikes when it comes to like superheroes or anything that like genre of stuff when it comes to like, obviously Marvel's been very popular, Um, even like anime, is there anything like that, like that, um, you know, that super fictional stuff that you're kind of into? Or do you kind of like, even um, in passing? Like, do I watch, like... Yeah, like, is there anything you, or yeah. you just not watch at all? Is that what you think? Um, I don't watch many superhero movies. I saw um, the newest Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also really stoned when I saw Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a drive-in movie theater, so I'm like... <laughs> I mean, we were, on, we were on shrooms when we saw it. <laughs> Dude, I, I tell you what, so that was like the second time. Because I, I don't do anything. I'm, I'm actually a pretty big alcoholic. I don't really, I don't do any other drugs. But our other best friend, Hector, came down the first time. And I remember it didn't really do nothing. So the second time we took it, I it was like, I think it's a great movie anyway. But that was the best movie I've ever seen. It was in 3D. Like, we everything we were, was like looking fine. All we were just cracking up. I remember the glasses were <laughs> hard. My stomach hurt. Tears. I was yeah. like, man. Best movie ever. <laughs> oh, man. That was the one with the three different the Spider-Man. Three, yeah. Like, yeah. That one was interesting because, and I wrote it down, like, months beforehand, I had had a dream, and for some reason, Spider-Man was in it, and it kept changing between, like, Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. And then they were fighting this, like, big green lizard thing, and I was like, what the fuck was that? You have that the thing? gift. I was like, yeah, what the hell? Awesome. And so I wrote it down, and I was like, I don't even watch Spider-Man. Why would it give me a spoiler? <laughs> I was like, what the hell? <laughs> You get spoilers, that's awesome. Maybe that's what I'll do when I pass away. I'll just spoil <laughs> movies for people. <laughs> I'll haunt movie theaters. <laughs> Guess you're what? This next Avengers, everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just going to say that when I was leaving, like, he dies in the end. <laughs> Spoiler alert, he was dead the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like, like, how Superman he just has too, he's too powerful he has too many powers it's mm. like that's kind of been our our, our well argument uh, for the longest time now it's we just have, kind of like dorky it's so standard yeah. he's issue. like a home monitor well, that's exactly well, I think because of what you're saying I think it's it's a very common um, feeling that it's just hard to write for mm. it's hard yeah. to make him a story that's likable for the whole two hours like just do do what the fuck you want like yeah it's tough it's also hard to give a story stakes when your hero can just fucking (laughs) do or anything or you know have you heard of the version of him being a villain no there's a lot of versions there's a cool there's a couple of versions one um 
what's it? Is it after Nightburn? What it was? A uh, Brightburn. Brightburn. Oh, even if it's not like specifically Superman, you there might, are. You like, might like this. I actually, know. I think you really might like it. So there's one called Brightburn, and I'll text you whatever you want. Mm. It basically it's the same idea. So the idea of Superman, if you know, so he came to Earth, like boom, these farm parents picked him up, took him. But this one is like he's just a punk kid. He's just bad, just gets angry. But he goes through. It's typically supposed to be Superman. I don't say Superman, but. He's this alien, and then he gets mad and just fucks people up and just like, yeah. kills people. So. He realizes he has this power and his ability, and it's like a kid Fuck having a tantrum. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of fun. He does it. Because that's kind of the point of Superman is like the choice to do good. Like, ordinarily, power corrupts. And because his upbringing was so virtuous from like these two sweet old parents in the, in the Midwest where things were supposed to be like you know, neighborly, and you Very help everyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what caused him to... Because typically in the comics, anytime any other Kryptonians show up to Earth, they're assholes, and they try and take over. Like, the thing that separates... They're aware of their power. Yeah. They're like, dude, you guys are beneath yeah. me. We're awesome here, like, <laughs> on this planet. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's like, if that's the case, then why would you even care about Earth? Like, isn't that beneath you? Want to take it over. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just get off our planet already. <laughs> Seriously, loser. <laughs> Go do your own thing. Maybe it's because everybody back there doesn't like you. <laughs> I don't know. You get squirrelies on Krypton. I do like um, Mystique from X-Men. I always thought being a shapeshifter would be cool. Because yeah. you could like kill politicians and like murder influential people and change and, uh, the world. Not to interrupt, that's one of our questions. If you had to have a superpower, what would you be? I think shapeshifting would be a good one because mm. you can do whatever. You could shapeshift into yourself with your makeup done. Like, that's so, <laughs> so convenient. You can I'm, ready, I'm ready to check in. You never have to get hair extensions. You never have to get a boob job. Like, <laughs> See? But, We're learning more about the trials of a woman. I get it. I get it. <laughs> this is what I would do. My, or, like, I don't know. If I, I always think it's funny how people are like, oh, if people have these special powers, it's so unrealistic. They'd be using it to gamble and play games. And I'm like, I would totally do that. Yeah. I'd yeah, go straight to yeah. Vegas. Are yeah. you kidding me? But I wouldn't want to like read people's minds because it would hurt my feelings. And, <laughs> and it's none of yeah, my none business. Of the great things to say about it's none of my business. Like, or just like, what if you can't turn it off? You know, and mm. like you're just always reading people's minds. Yeah, it's, it's like a mix of business. Professor X and uh, Bruce Almighty. Just so many voices. You can just hear it all the time. <laughs> yeah. I feel like yeah. this is none of my. I don't want to know. But I think um, shape-shifting would be very practical. Or just like, I don't, I don't know what else I would really want to do. Um, but if it was like a like Avatar Last Airbender situation, I mm -hmm. think I'd be a waterbender. Yeah? And I'd right. do the scary-ass bloodbending shit, too. I'd be like, <laughs> like <laughs> snap all their bones. I think I would want the power to shape-shift other people. Right? Mm. Right? Make them uglier. No, or, <laughs> you're short now. I don't like you. <laughs> Guess what? You're a butt plug. And that's the way you have to live out the rest and of your day. you gotta go with fucking Farmer John over here. <laughs> you have to go with Connor's Corey. dad. Connor who doesn't yeah. wash his ass. That's I'm sure his dad doesn't wash his ass <laughs> either. Every time you piss me off, I'm just gonna make your nose bigger and I'm gonna make you half an inch shorter. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> the worst person to I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I think I would shapeshift other people. Ooh. Like that That's one. my answer from now on. <laughs> I just figured that out. Thank you. You really do have the gift to help, help people navigate their way through through life. And sight. <laughs> I think we had a solid episode today. Do you want to plug your podcast one more time? 
Yeah, um, Planet Dirtbag, if you like gay people talking shit and astrology. Who doesn't? That's not so true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, uh, we... Where, where, uh, where can you get that? Where is it? Is it on a certain... Um, everything. Spotify. Yes. Cool. Spotify. Uh, podcast. Podcast. Yep. Anchor. Whatever the hell. Um, we also want to encourage everyone to stop by our Instagram and say what's up. Give us some feedback. Tell us uh, what you want to hear us talk about. Uh... Yeah, give us all the feedback. Rob really wants it. He wants to hear how, how we're he doing. He needs it, too. Like, really I need bad. It. How to improve. I need validation. <laughs> I need constructive criticism. We need to improve. I need you to tell yeah. me how much you agree, how much Eric sucks. <laughs> I need all that stuff, guys. That's a dynamic. Please! <laughs> Dynamic.menace. Dynamic, period, menace. Um, actually, I think most people who've been uh, coming up to me and talking to me about it like hey I've been listening to the show and I'm like oh word and like yeah it's mostly from the, the Instagram like the snippets we put up uh, yeah, in yeah. There. so like yeah um, yeah so maybe we'll we'll bring up some topics that again it's really helpful just to hear people's comments so we'll take some snippets from the episode and yeah. uh, let us know how much you hate Eric <laughs> I think uh, coming up is the Dynamic Menace uh, Guide to Gentlemen's Club Etiquette so mm. and we're still compiling some some data and some information mm. before we midway stop bar wearing grill. sweatpants stop wearing those thin ass sweatpants i know exactly <laughs> what you're doing hey you Asshole. heard it you heard it here from the yeah. from the source that's a sneak peek yeah. on some of the you're good stuff yeah. yeah i think what we need to do is we're going to continue i know we always think about it but we forget while we're at work we need to do some um some interviews while at work we do them here and there yeah i mean i've been getting uh asking questions about that for that episode and then we did the one for uh santa claus where we asked uh, oh, yeah. to, to name, name the reindeer yeah yeah, yeah that, was, that was interesting i'm on top of it i got it <laughs> oh, i'm not saying you i'm me oh my god i can't just show up all the time <laughs> oh i forgot to ask you guys so do you feel like you've at all like internalized being a security guard or anything or like because it's not like you get girls coming up to you and being like, I just had the best interaction with this guy. He was awesome. Like, a big part of your job is the fact that, like, men are assholes. And people are assholes, but especially men. Like, do you feel like it's changed the way that you see other men or, like, see going out or things like that? Totally. For me, yes. 100%. Yeah, I, I... 100%. I mean, you have to. Like, whoever does this, especially as long as we have, like, they'd be lying to say that. Um... I would say just man, I think you realize it, it puts a very bright light on some of the flaws of certain people. But again, because you do it so long, you got to understand like, all right, what are all the contributing um, like factors, right? Like these people are drinking, these yeah. people for whatever reason, they're at this place, you know, so they're dealing with their own demons. Um, we're part of that. We are. We're the one over serving them. We are the ones that are um, giving them triggers. So, you know, it all it's all balanced. But one hundred percent, yes. To answer your question. Like, guys are savages. Women are fucking have their demons, and, and, and my, our opinion of them. Well, it's a whole other episode. Yeah. But you know, it, I think they all play a role in each other. And definitely, yeah. Like we look through some different glasses now. Like in the real world, it's mm-hmm. definitely. Um, Good and bad, I'd say, you know, awareness and being able to be prepared of seeing people's bad side and being prepared to keep yourself safe from that stuff helps. And then there's other sides, like, I wish I didn't look at people like that. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. um, the loss of... Uh, one thing I was talking about the other day is, like, 
business in this industry, both just work being a night worker um, and just do a lot of stuff. It's like, I lost my sense of excitement for doing it. Like, there would have been a time where, like, people who work nine to five, they look forward to a Friday Saturday. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I don't know what it means to yeah. be excited I for the weekend. I don't know what it means to be excited for an outing. Like, last night should be a big time. Like, oh, my God, I'm going out. We're going to have a good dinner. I'm with someone I like, um, whether it's a friend or relationship, whatever. We're going to dress up. Like, it's very hard to get that feeling. Like, yeah. we're super jaded in that sense. So, yeah, I mean, there's so many different emotions that this job in general just kind of gives us, you know. When it comes to the club, I it's not even just men because I feel like the most consistently shitty people that come in to hang out are the females. And it's worse when it's women too because like, shouldn't you be on our team? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and they behave so much worse yeah. than that. They feel they have a little yeah. more entitlement which is yeah. like, I'm like, yeah. no, that is the opposite. Yeah. You should be empowering yeah. like your team exactly like being like, hey, this is not how we're supposed to treat ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> there was one, <laughs> it was like a few weeks ago and like one of the girls was on stage and there was a girl, she was tipping, she's at the tip rail and uh, the girl on stage had like a big bruise on her ass, right? Yeah. And the girl who's tipping is like, she has a bruise. Whap! Everyone slaps her. And she That's looked at me and I walked over and I was like, first of all, you shouldn't be fucking slapping the girls like yeah. that. And then two, you just acknowledge that she has a fucking bruise on her ass. Like, why would you think that that was acceptable at all? Yeah. And she's like, I promise I won't, I won't, I won't. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. But like, more often than not, like, I feel like the females are more emboldened to like be handsy and gropey yeah. and she's true. a girl I'm a girl yeah. it's okay yeah That's exactly okay. Yeah. who you know? told you that who who yeah who made that idea that it's okay yeah mm-hmm. it is ironic and it's it's like to think that like because if a guy did that to you you would lose your mind yeah. Yeah. but why all of a sudden because a chick does it you're like no it's cool yeah. it's sisterhood I'm like no I feel like majority of the guys that go into the club know that there's a line that if they cross like there, there's a possibility they're gonna get a drink in their at, face. at at minimum <laughs> escorted out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know. Um, but I feel like a lot of the girls that go in there to hang out don't really. And what's funny know that, that 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 transaction turns into they're obviously in all manners wrong. Yeah, they don't like the repercussion, which is us kicking them out, and all of a sudden yeah. we're a dick. We're again, and then they. They try to use their opportunity of being a woman now to their yeah. <laughs> to their best ass to try to fight me yeah. or be emotional. I'm like, yeah. you can't hit me your anymore. range as a woman right now, you are taking advantage in the wrong way, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy. Even if they're not like being disrespectful to the dancers, like a lot of times going in there, they feel like this is the place to do ho shit, you know? Like so, yeah. they want to hump everything. Yeah. I've had girls trying to jump on stage. Oh, I've had girls like fucking. Uh, there was one where, like, this girl was, like, flashing her tits and, like, mm-hmm. it was... A, we see all So that. it's not even 100%, like, that they're being too aggressive with the girls. They just are acting way too fucking wild, you know? Yeah. So then it's the argument a place is, like, to do. all right, is there something about this venue yeah. and that this, this uh, you know, this adventure, this entertainment uh, place that we provide for people, yeah. are we giving them the wrong impression? The too big of a leash... Because I'm sure they don't do that in any other club. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So again, I'm not I'm not right in their wrongs. I'm saying, did we give them a huge trigger to yeah. like be a fool? Yeah. You know, so it's it's worth the argument to be like, all right, are we 
perpetuating bad habits, just being open. You know? Not all of them, I've, but I think there's a handful of them where they're trying to compete, where they like mm, don't like they're it. They're very jealous. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. what I do see is funny. It's like the, I good, can do the good girlfriend, yeah. quote unquote, oh, wants and to be cool. You on but yeah. then yeah, like, like you stop, have come here. If you're yeah. not comfortable, stop being cool. Like you obviously mm-hmm. don't like this. Yeah. This you know this place, and you're uncomfortable for and having your insecurity. There's nothing wrong with having it. Just you guys admit it. Yeah. But then don't be now. Aggressively all over your boyfriend. It's really yeah. awkward yeah. for everybody. Yeah. These I girls are trying to work. Yeah. When people come in trying to save their dying relationships, it's so yeah. Yeah. I remember, like, I think literally my first night, this girl. So I was talking to this dude, and he's like by himself, and I'm just like, I'm being friendly. I'm not even doing anything. I'm just talking to him. Yeah. And that's my job. And then this, he was like, Oh, my girlfriend loves dancers. Like, she's going to come and talk to us. I was like, Okay, cool. She comes up and she's like, Oh, so you can talk to this fucking whore, but you can't talk to me. You can spend all your night with her. And I was like, Oh, this existed way before I walked yeah. up. Like, this is uh, none of my fucking business. <laughs> and then I was just like, and I was just like, ha ha. Like, oh, I didn't know what to say. Yeah. Like, I'm about to walk away. You're like, wait, am I a whore? <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like, oh, I've been trying to say, like, everybody here thinks I'm such a dork, you know? And you're like, damn it. But um, I was like, thanks for recognizing it. Um, <laughs> um, but I just laughed and she was like, ha ha, you work at a strip club, you cheap whore. And I was just like, damn, I'm fine. Like, you're mad. Um, yeah, you mad, bad. Yeah, I was like, okay, it's not that serious. And so I was just like, have a great rest of your night and good luck. Yeah. And I like, cause I was like, for some reason I just knew, I was like, don't say anything. Like karma's gonna be quick on this one. And then her boyfriend dumped her while she was there. She got super <laughs> wasted and she got like kicked out and she was like. I feel like I vaguely a- remember that. This sounds really familiar. It was, yeah, it was like a year ago. I don't know, but it was really- Probably happens often, more often than we think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, this whole time she was like, She's not the only one with mom problems. <laughs> it was so funny because I was like, I definitely I wonder made, if she turned into a stripper the next day. I, I made more than her rent that night and she got dumped. So I was like, <laughs> enjoy, babe. <laughs> In the face. Yeah. <laughs> um, to your question, I think that uh, the bar industry has kind of made me more... Uh, think that people are shitty and that's kind of the way I am I'm kind of prickly because like coming out of quarantine I started working at the gym and I think we talked about this on this show before but like I'm dealing with a whole new crop of people they're not completely fueled by drugs and alcohol everybody's like on endorphins everybody's like super friendly and I'll it's one of those things that was like I knew subconsciously but I am just in this one fishbowl for like the past however many years and once I step outside of that bubble, there are great people. There are great human beings, you know, mm. everywhere. But because I very rarely step out of this fucking fishbowl, this is my experience of... This is my reference of what a person is, and it fucking sucks. <laughs> and I don't want to be around them. But, yeah. You know? Yeah, because, um, like, I don't know. We when do I see go people out, at their worst. Yeah. I mean, like, I try to tell myself to not get totally lost. Like, I agree. Yeah, we're, we're in the same boat. But, like, we, we do see people at their worst, you Yeah, know? consistently. There are, there are people that I've known since, like, I literally watched them grow up. And I mean that meaning, like, I've been at a bar. Like, I used to work at the beach. So I was there when you turned 21, like, literally. Yeah. And then, you know, when I went downtown, I would see them when they're club days. And then now when they're hanging out, whatever. Like, I really watched their drinking, partying, maturation, if you will. And I get it. Like, 
I'd like to hope they've changed, you know, but it's just weird. Like, no, I used to see you when you were an asshole. You are not likable person. Yeah. And then I'm like, hey, man, you always be cool. Like, and it's, it's funny. We have a totally different relationship. They're like, actually, there are people last night I saw at the after party. I haven't seen since, like, the old beach stage. And, like, you got to figure they were at San Diego State or USD. Yeah. Being a dummy. And you're like, oh, you're grown up. You're pretty chill now. You got yeah. kids, whatever. Like, All right, man. I used to fucking hate you every time. I couldn't wait to just kick you shit. out. Yeah. I was like, just give him, give him a couple drinks. He'll be asked to leave. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah, I feel like when I go out, like, before I started dancing, I wasn't a big fan of men. But now it's like, because, like, when I go out, I'm always the friend that's like, hey, she's not interested. Leave her the fuck alone. I'm like, get out of my face. <laughs> like, I'm the friend that's Vagina like, cops. <laughs> I'm the friend that's confronting men at the bar. <laughs> so like, like how do we get her out of here? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not I just want to fight a chance. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I don't know. You just get so used to people being like, drunk assholes that it's yeah. just predictable so mm. when I go out I just like to play a fun game called drink for free so yeah. I'm just like hi do you want to buy me a drink mm-hmm. and they're like yeah and I'm like bye bitch <laughs> and then you don't have to interact with them anymore you just <laughs> I will say it's 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 tough right because we all play our roles like and obviously I'm not talking about gay community but when I say this I mean it's a guy and a girl like a guy has an agenda and a girl has her agenda and they all kind of like, we've learned to play in those roles. Like a guy understands he has to go in there and he has to buy that drink. Mm-hmm. The girl goes in there thinking that she deserves free drinks. So I you do. guys both play that role. <laughs> and it's just such a weird thing because it it's, sets up having a not organic, fun interaction. It's transactional. You know, it's like, so it's it almost kind weird. of doomed from the get-go. Because then you're already going in there like, all right, he has an agenda. My agenda is to fucking foil it. And it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I and I get both sides, but that's why it makes it even harder. Like, if it, ironically, because, and we talked about this, like, if it wasn't for the job and just naturally, like, I could talk to anybody and everybody as a, just a natural, a natural um, conversation or work, especially work all day. But, like, if I'm trying to talk to a girl because I like her, I'm a retard. I am such a like, don't know what to do. I would never have a girl if they didn't talk to me. Like, for real, it's the funniest thing. So, like, when I hear that, like, being out and guys trying to make attempts, I'm like, ah, oh, man, we do suck. <laughs> I was like, well, at least he's trying. I, I yeah. Those guys that shoot and fail, like, God bless them, because I don't even shoot. Yeah. I'm a weirdo. I literally, like, any girl I've ever talked to, they've all come to me. I am such a vagina. <laughs> a vagina because I understand that I don't know the words that are coming out of my mouth. I all of a sudden become fucking, yeah, I don't know, fumbler. I don't know. Girls are kind of scary. I don't know. They can be intimidating. It's hard mm. to, like, talk. It's hard to flirt with women. I don't yeah. know. Like, I get it. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. When I go out, like, I do expect to drink for free. Yeah. Like, I'll pay, I'll pay my first drink and I'll buy my roommate around. But, like, after that, I already know I'm drinking for free. So. Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, that, that comment doesn't surprise me. Like, I mm. get it, you know? It's economical. <laughs> I go I mean, out and I don't spend more than I $20. wish I the people to. would buy me drinks. That's why I make them I go out with some of my gay friends. I'm like, if I have to pay for a drink, I'm not looking good today. My feelings are hurt. <laughs> Literally. I didn't have enough guys to try to talk to. This is bullshit. I, I totally feel that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just like to go out and drink for free. And, like... You know, a guy buys you a drink, just order a double and share it with your friends, you know? that's a, One time I was on a date, and I was like, <laughs> can I get two drinks? And I got a drink for my date. She's like, bitch, what do you drink when you pay? <laughs> She's like, I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> I, I can't remember the last time I did. I don't know. 
that's awesome. All right. Well, I guess we'll rewrap this. Yeah. Uh, that was a good one. We had a fun episode today. We want to thank you for coming by. Did you have fun? Yes. No, I hate it every second. <laughs> it's written all over your face. She's like, I can't get these hours back. Yeah. God damn it. Are you going to come back? Uh, sure, if you'll have me. I can talk about other things than death, too. Yes, and death. <laughs> and death. Uh, we're going to have a Ouija board. We're going to do it. I'm phone. not doing that shit. No, I'm not doing it. No, thank you. I have enough. All right. You have enough spirits trying yeah. to contact you. I'm done. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to avoid it. She tracks enough death around I'm, her. I'm the worst person for it to happen to. I'm too rational. I'm like, what the hell is this? All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, bye. Bye, guys. Bye.